This is the Dorkside News Network, and this just in. It'll be tomorrow, and we're like, wait, why are we still here? <laughs> Dave's not this interesting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, hey, yeah. Um, uh, our three-hour-long podcast is hopefully not going to be this one. It was one that we've already done. But hey, this is the uh, Dorkside News. Uh, if you're just joining us, how dare you? You should have listened to every single episode we've had out. So Build a time issue. machine. Go back in time. <laughs> listen to our episodes. Yeah. Um, I'm James. I'm Richard. And we have uh, our friend David Rosen with us. David. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Uh, you are a composer, correct? Absolutely. All right. So we're going to get into the nitty gritty of his composing after we do our news like we always do. We yeah. have to keep people, you know, in their in their seats and... And well, they'll just hit the fast Unbridled forward button. Curiosity. Yeah. They'll just hit the fast forward button if they really want to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, what we're going to do is we start with the news. We're just going to talk about some stuff in our realm that, that's coming up. And feel free to chime in whenever you want. Sounds good. So yeah, we're just going to jump right in. Um, the Joker. I don't know how to feel about this. I, <laughs> I'm not surprised the amount of love that is being given to this movie, even though I'm. I was mostly against this movie. I'm still not surprised. Well, okay. So the Joker, if you guys don't know, the Joker is coming out uh, soon. I don't Well, not that soon, but soon. Um, and it's starring Joaquin Phoenix. And I feel like everybody's already seen it. Yeah. <laughs> it's <I've> seen <laughs> that one. <laughs> like like it, it had a premiere at, uh, I think it was Venice Film Festival. Apparently there was like 10,000 seats in that theater because it really does seem that way. <laughs> I, I feel like a lot of people who didn't see it just basically didn't want to be left out. And now they've posted that they've seen it. And yeah, it's the best thing it, it's, ever. It's so good. Like, did you see it? No, but I've, I've heard it's so good. Yeah. Um, the bad news was, is um, Joaquin Phoenix, if you guys know his... Most of these actors have like a little bit of a diva thing. Like, you know, some people, they want red M&Ms in their bowl or whatever. You know, you hear the, the stuff about that. Joaquin Phoenix doesn't do sequels. He's never done a sequel. He never will do a sequel. That was part of his contract. That's part of his, yeah. Yeah. And so if you guys like the Joker movie, sorry, that's the only one you're going to get. I, I mean, I, I just feel like uh, maybe a lot of people who never did sequels did a sequel for... Uh, a comic book movie because at some point money talks. Maybe. I don't <laughs> right, know. Right. It might be. Um, but the good news is, is he took the role seriously and he, he dove in and it looks like he's a good joker, but I don't really care. What, what do you think about the fact that apparently his, um, his version of the joker has become like an incel rallying cry. That's, that's what I'm, that's okay. So hearing. I I've, I think I saw that same article, and um, what I wanted to point out about that was the person that wrote the review. Yeah. Um, the fake review. The fake review was yeah. was trolling everybody. I know. It was obvious. But everybody... It wasn't obvious to some people. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. This is one of these stories that just keeps like carrying and carrying, but the original thing wasn't even that, yeah. you know? Yeah. And, and I, I don't think it's going to be that at all. Uh, I I trust Joaquin Phoenix. I come to this from a totally different angle than you guys. I mean, yeah. I'm here surrounded by all your comic book stuff in this house. <laughs> and yeah. like, I, I'm not really a comic book guy, um, but I'm a movie guy and I absolutely love Joaquin Phoenix. Yes. I don't think he would have taken this role if he didn't think it was something special and mm-hmm. interesting and exciting. And yeah, like you said, money talks. I mean, who knows? There may be a sequel at some point, but I, I kind of hope there's not. I hope it's a great movie, a standalone great movie. I. I agree. Um, that's actually my, I guess my 
criticism has always been from the perspective of a person who loves comic books. Mm-hmm. That is not a reason to like this movie because yeah. I don't think the the comics have much to do at all with this this movie or this role, anything at all. I think they it's really almost didn't. a disservice putting the DC logo at the end of the movie. I agree. It, it should just be a a movie called Joker about this yeah. character. I wouldn't even. Know? I would go so far as to not even call it Joker. Just like Juan Phoenix is the clown. It, it, it might as well be the clown. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, it does look good, uh, but I am not a Batman fan in any way, shape, or form. And I will mention that every single time we talk about Batman. So Good thing this has very little to do with Batman. <laughs> exactly. Um, that, yeah, that's true. I mean, the only thing that it has to do with Batman is it, it is the Joker from Batman, but that's it. Well, like, no, also... Um, it doesn't even have Batman in it. Yeah, but Thomas Wayne is in it as a villain. Which is awkward. Kind of. At, at the very, at the very least, like a Trump-esque yeah. kind of corrupt billionaire, I guess, person. Yeah. It's it's so weird. Uh, DC's I, formula is so strange. Like they they don't have a formula. I know <laughs> they they bombed they they bombed the big movies. Like Justice League should have been amazing, and it was not. And then the ones that you least expect, like oh, Aquaman as a superhero, ha ha ha. Oh shit, that was actually good. Okay, what's it, happening? It here? wasn't great, but it, it, was, it good. was good. It was good. I love Aquaman, but I love <laughs> I love it kind of like a so bad it's good kind of movie. Like I just think it's the most ridiculous movie I've ever seen, and it's so great. It is the most expensive, not great <laughs> <laughs> comic book movie. That is great. I mean, it is a great. It's probably the greatest version of Aquaman we'll ever see. Right. <laughs> I feel. I feel. I, this is going to be a, a not a deep cut, but I feel the same way about Mortal Kombat. The original Mortal Kombat movie is. But that it, was cheap. And it was. And but, it was no, great, despite. Well, the we're, we're getting a new one, <laughs> and they got a good cast so far. Yeah, I'm oh, excited so about the cast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we have Carnival Row out. Carnival Row has come out, and I've yeah, like I've been preaching three days ago. Yeah, I've been preaching this this show since we've heard about it. Uh, mainly because I'm probably biased and Kevin's Kevin Smith's friend, Mark Bernard and his co-host for his podcast is one of the writers on the show. And I was like, yeah, this is going to be a good show because I listen to this guy. It's going to be good. Like I know it's going to be good. It turns out after watching the first episode, it's good. <laughs> it is good. Um, it's a little, a little gritty, a little depressing as it should be because yeah. it's basically set in kind of a fictional post-World War one show um so it it's gritty and whatever i i don't think that i will ever have enjoyment from this show i've only seen the first couple episodes but i just don't think i'm going to have enjoyment from it but i'm probably going to keep watching it because it is such a a really cool period piece about a non-real period yeah it really is like there's Mm. there's a very good parallel to some of the stuff that we've had in our own our own, own history, our own history, and I mean, obviously, the fairies or the fae and all the other stuff—they're not real, but the way that they're treated is very real. From it's it's super gritty. You've got, I mean, people being killed left and right because again, this is like a post World War One kind of kind of scenario, um, except instead of it being in, well, you don't really know where it is. I, yeah, they didn't. They, it's it's a fake country. It's, it's, it's uh, it takes place in the Burge. I think is what it's it called. It feels it feels like it's England, um, England esque. Yeah, it's very gothic. There's a there's a island where the Fae live, and um, it's been taken over by 
some sort of evil the pact is what they're the called the pact but the pact looked like germans maybe <laughs> i don't know that's what's uh, that's what has me so curious about it is french maybe i don't know yeah this this group called the pact took this island over from the fey because it was very important that they did but but why like what's so important about this island that has these creatures on it we we haven't seen any magic yet i don't yeah. think um there's there's the satyrs and or i guess fawns probably and the uh and the pixies the floppy wings, it's a clever way to allow you to have lots of um, lots of these pixies on scene all the time without having to pay for expensive CG all the time. Yeah. I mean, you do sometimes when they when they fly or whatever, but yeah, it's, uh, it is good. I just feel like there's something about Amazon Prime shows that I don't know what camera they use. I don't know what settings they use. It just feels not cinematic to me in some vague huh. way. Interesting. And I don't know what it is, but I just feel like if you compare HBO shows versus Netflix shows versus Amazon Prime, one of them will not be the same (laughs) and it will be Amazon Prime. And there's something about it that I just kind of don't, I kind of vaguely don't like, and I don't know how to put my finger on it. There, there's a specific scene I wanted to bring up in the very first episode. That that way we're not spoiling. Yeah. Super late spoilers because it Um, just came out. But the scene is uh, one of the girls who is i guess the master of the owner of the fay the the, mo- the like the important the, the protagonist good lord i cannot think of that word um she owns the the fay now as like a slave indentured type, servant indentured servant right because in 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 trade for rescuing the fay from this from their homeland the they trade 2 years of their life um this this woman who owns her was super excited about the person moving in across the street because yeah. the, the mansion across the street is huge. It has all kinds of stuff. And there she's like, and it, it's going to be money. And, and they're like a, a down and outs nobility yep. house. Yep. They're so like, they're, we need to marry into like, something. Yeah, they're fake nobility. <laughs> and uh, when the person shows up, it's not who they expected. And just watching her face twist that quick, like when she's like, is the master home? He's like, oh, I am the master. And she was just like. Now, anybody who's watched the trailer knows that, because this was in the in the trailer yeah. too, so we're just talking about a trailer. The trailer's been out for six months or whatever. Um, the master is a fawn or a satyr. I don't know what... The, I don't they, know. They, I think they call them the Critch. I don't remember. Yeah, it was just what they call It's them. a weird world. Yeah. But it was, um, he's a very large, like seven foot, half uh, goat, half human type yeah. person with horns. And she instantly, her the blood just drained from her face like... Oh, you're the master? Uh, Maybe great. she's not going to marry a <laughs> rich guy across the street. Um, so, reminder, The Witcher is coming soon. I, I find it very strange that Netflix hasn't put a date on it yet, though. <laughs> it's coming out quarter four. Uh, okay, that means uh, now to the end of the year. So, for the people at home, I did put a link in the show notes to the amazing trailer. If uh, You don't have to have played the game or anything, I don't no, think... Maybe it's even better if you haven't played the game. I don't it, know. it will definitely add to it, I think. I haven't played the game, but I know because other friends have told me they're like, this is going to, like, if you've played it, it's going to tie in some things that you had questions about. David, are you, uh, you a video game guy at all? A little bit, yeah. I never played the, the Witcher series, though, um, but I'm down for Henry Cavill in the series. But uh, I, I, I don't know too much about this series that much. It's a um, very dark. Um, dark fantasy yeah. i guess world Geralt is the witcher yeah who's mm. someone who hunts 
things. He basically wanders from village to village to village being paid to take care of um, corruptions from the chaos, basically. There's kind of like a vague Inquisition kind of thing. Um, the way they describe it is the humans come across the land. There's elves. The elves teach them how to how to control the chaos, which is magic. And then the humans compl- uh, like proceed to basically purge anything related to the chaos from the land. Mm. And so the elves are, uh, I guess, rare, non-existent. I think so. There's, yeah. there's not many of them. And, uh, and in the video games, there's lots of mega violence. There's prostitutes. There's, uh, oh, I don't know, prostitutes, but succubi things. I don't know. I guess there's always like temptress demon things that mm-hmm. are, uh, that are luring people, but, but they're not actually evil. So, or maybe they're not always evil. I don't, I don't really know. Well, I mean, the general mythology for succubus is they're not always necessarily evil either. They just thrive on. I, no, I, uh, no, I don't think that's correct. Some succubus just In the mythology. Need, yeah. They just need whatever I, it is I to really, live. I really, I really think you're incorrect. <laughs> I think, I'm, I think there's maybe novel fan fiction where they're not evil. There might be, there might be something I read, <laughs> but I really feel like, uh, in all the mythology, they're, they're evil things that like still men's souls. And also I'd like to point out incubus is the opposite of succubus. It, it, it is. And incubus is a band. Just wanted to throw that out there. <laughs> <laughs> if you were wondering where they got their name from, that's probably where I'm assuming. Yeah, yes, <laughs> that would be correct. <laughs> uh, so speaking of Netflix, this is, I, I don't know how to feel about this next. I'm thing. worried. Um, so the great British baking show. Now, nobody listening. Well, Maybe people listening to oh, this I, care. I've, I've watched it. I, me too. But, uh, it's, um, it's one of those ones. But that's that, not the point, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's one of those weird ones that's like, oh, I'll, I'll just watch it. Uh, the Great British Breaking Show has come back as season seven. Yeah. But it has come back as a weekly show. And that's, that's the important. That's, that's the, the important part. Yeah. So they're bringing um, weekly shows back. And uh, I'm worried about that. Yeah. I, what, Dave, what do you think about the the binging culture? Yeah. I, well, I, I think the the... The goal of this is obviously to capture some of that, you know, the Game of Thrones thing, the the getting people all talking about a show week after week after week. Um, and I do think we're going to see more of it, especially since uh, didn't Disney Plus announce all their shows are going to be like that? I, I don't know. I, I, I think so. I think wow. all, all of those series they announced are going to be week after week after week. I instead think of I know The Mandalorian, I thought, was um, a weekly yeah. show. Which I'm worried about. Uh, then yeah. I'm gonna subscribe Disney Plus. I guess 13 weeks in, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. I don't. I, I don't know if all of them are gonna be though. I'm not sure though. But we, I mean, we still, we know it's coming out in November, and we know the price, and that's still the only news we've gotten so far. Like yeah. we're a month away, and well, we still don't know all the shows too. Back at this point, I mean, yeah, but I mean, that's the crux of like, but like, how does it work? What's it gonna be on? Yeah. Is it gonna be its own app? Is it gonna have commercials because it's on Hulu? Yeah. Right. Right. We don't know any of this stuff. I mean, I, I'm I'm in a unique position here because I, as much as I want to watch a lot of streaming shows, I rarely ever watch them. Like whether it's binging or not, mm-hmm. I'm much more. I spend my time at the movies, and then I come home and say, "All right, what show am I going to watch now?" And then I go to sleep. Yeah. And so I never end up watching any of these shows that I like obsess over for months and months until they come out. You know. So I don't. I, I'm very much torn on whether I like it the one way or the other, and I tend to not do it either way. <laughs> so from a, uh, is that 
a time commitment thing or do you enjoy movies more? It's a little of both, but mostly I enjoy movies more. Okay. Yeah, but definitely a little of both. I, Rich doesn't think that I'm going to watch every show that they've announced. And I definitely plan on watching every show that they've announced. I just know <laughs> that you talk more about shows, but you watch more movies. I No, I do for sure watch a lot of more movies. But that's because it's like Netflix. Um, there was like a gap or two or three years where I was just behind on movies. Netflix has them all now. So I'm catching up on those. But like I, I was, um, we're gonna talk about it in a little bit. But Woo Assassins, I finished. The Boys, I finished. Oh, that's good. So yeah, I mean, I'm getting there. What do you think of Woo Assassins? We'll, we'll get there. Oh, because we're gonna go. Actually, <laughs> we have a review, an entire review about it. Okay, great. Um, I, I like. Honestly, I like shows more at this point than movies. I like because I, I like world building so much, and I think that there's so little time in movies, especially with the new like, the new pacing where they. They switch scenes so fast and they don't give scenes enough time for you to really have a lot of exposition. And so for me, the movies just aren't as enjoyable most of the time. And, uh, and I enjoy shows more. I like, I mean, like a 13-episode Netflix kind of show. It depends on genre too, though, because you know different kind of movies will, like you said, it goes so fast and they mm-hmm. just like just blaze through any bit of story that there is. Yeah. You know, Some movies really take their time. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm like, you know, I'm into a lot of the indie movies and all that stuff, mm-hmm. dramas and all that kind of thing. Um, but but it, it's not just the story, though, for me. It's also the experience. I just I'm still completely in love with the idea of sitting in a movie theater and watching a movie, uh, sitting at home and watching a movie for me. There's just there's too much. There's too much stimulation, too much distraction. And I just I can't get into whatever I, it is. I turn off all my like stimulation around me. When I'm watching movies at home. It's hard. I'll have my phone upside down, like on my bed, so I don't see it go off. What I enjoy about movies is the fact that, I mean, for me, I very intentionally go to like the luxury theaters Mm -hmm. where um, people get kicked out if they they use their phone or anything. As they should. Or or if they want to chat or talk. And, And I've had friends that like, that is the most miserable movie experience I've ever been in, is the luxury theaters. And I'm like... I go there to prevent you from talking. (laughs) (laughs) I am very much a be quiet. I'm watching the type, like the movie type of person. But I had an experience once where I was talking during the trailer of the movie. And the guy's like, can you shut up? I'm watching this. And I'm like, it's the trailer. Go home and watch it again. (laughs) (laughs) I I enjoy the trailers in the movie. I do enjoy the trailers too, but I'm not, I mean, it's a two minute bit and I'm not going to miss anything. I can just go home and watch it again. I love trailers, but I think they're kind of fair game to yeah. talk. I, I think it's fair. I would just be giving him the side eye. <laughs> yeah, that's that's fair too. So wait, I wanted to bring this up though. So we have a movie that we've talked about a few times on here that is my absolute least favorite movie of all time. Okay, Mortal Engines. Oh, I walked out at for twenty <laughs> minutes. I couldn't take it. He sat through it. The question being is, do you think that would have worked better as a television show no, instead of a it's movie? it's dumb. The, okay, so the idea is kind of dumb, but if they built up the world a little bit, would, okay. it, have, would it have saved... So, basically, if they took it from a movie, turned it into a Netflix show, made it about something else, maybe, yeah, at that point, because it was a Netflix show that was about something else, then it would be good. 
Just have the same CG team. Obviously, they're amazing. Like, yeah. Yeah, have them make something else, just not that, that movie was... with not the stupid cities on wheels. That when movie I... looked like such a mess from the get-go. <laughs> <laughs> when I rated that movie, I gave it a 2 out of 10, and there was someone who was like, why'd you give it a 2? I was like, the only reason I gave it the 1 point was because the CG was good. Yeah. That was the only thing. Did you ask for a refund? No, I went to see something else. So. Oh, okay, that's fair. <laughs> that, that I can't ask for a refund from a movie for being bad, but I've always kind of like been impressed with people who are like, yeah, I walked out and I asked for a refund. Like what? (laughs) Yeah, no, I do that. I've worked at two different movie theaters in my lifetime. And one movie um, that I can still remember was the only movie out of both times I worked there that we were allowed to give a refund to (laughs) after the movie was done because it was that bad. And that movie was open water. I don't know if you know anything about it. I don't. It was about a couple who was on a shipwreck. Like the the ship went through some hurricane type thing. And the hour and a half movie is them trying to survive in the ocean. An hour and a half of two people floating in the ocean. See, that sounds good to me, but I remember that being terrible. So, <laughs> <laughs> But the description sounds good to me. Any movie that has a limited number of people and basically a limited set they can really experience some intense emotions. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that, that can be a great, great phone movie booth. experience. Phone booth was good. And it took place in a phone booth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so this one, I, I'm, I, I'm question marked. I don't know. Okay. So um, we talked about it, the Immortal Hulk. We have, yeah. Um, I don't know. It's, it's, I don't know. I think it's about almost a year in, I think, at this point. The basic concept of the Immortal Hulk is it turns out that um, whatever gamma thing that creates the Hulk actually makes the Hulk immortal. So he can regenerate from, I think, from dust. I Maybe from, from nothing. I don't know. There's some um, Marvel, the way they do things, sometimes they've made it um, somewhat supernatural. I think is fair to, to describe yeah. it. It's no longer science. Before Hulk was basically like a science kind of thing, but now there's kind of a, a metaphysical, spiritual component to it. And the Immortal Hulk series is a homage back to the 1960s, like Tales from the Crypt, like horror comics. Yeah, it's illustrated like them. The stories that they tell are like them. And for the younger audiences who have never never read those comics. It's pretty cool. Well, so (laughs) the question then becomes, when does the Hulk die? Well, uh, there is a 56 page. So that's, that's a double, double issue page coming up. Uh, next I have a link to the comicsology. Obviously go to your comic book store if you want to own it physically, but I have a link to the comicsology so you can buy it when it comes out. And it, it answers the question of what happens when the universe dies and I don't know what happens, but they call him the breaker of worlds, basically the heat death of the universe. He's still alive. He's that immortal that he's just like, like the universe is gone. There's no more energy left in the universe. And what I think the breaker of worlds is, is I think that what they're doing is if you know, the background of Galactus, yeah, which I'm sure everybody will know after the, MCU reboots Fantastic Four. But, um, and a lot of people think Galactus will be the next big villain 
after Thanos. I I, I still don't hope know. he. I hope he. Cause he's not really a villain, but I hope he's not. Anyway, I hope it's a. I hope it's a fake out. Well, they, well, they've also played Thanos off as not a villain but a villain, so they could very easily do that with Galactus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fair. Um, anyway, so I think that based off the concept of Galactus, that Galactus is the last being alive from the previous Big Bang, right? The the previous universe with the concept of the universe expands and then it contracts and then it expands and it contracts. Yeah. So I think the Hulk is going to be the Galactus of the next universe. He's not the herald of Galactus. He's just Galactus. Yeah, he, he's just the thing yeah. that must destroy planets the same way that the Phoenix is the thing that must create planets. Yeah. And it's like this cyclical thing. Um, yeah, I think it's, uh, I think it should be super cool. I'm going to keep recommending this, uh, this series. If you're, um, if you don't really want to get into the bigger stories of Marvel and you just kind of want to start with something, start with the immortal Hulk. Um, everybody kind of knows who Hulk is and it's, it's super cool and interesting and just not your normal comic book series. So up next we have some more DC stuff. Um, We've talked about the Batman Who Laughs quite a few okay. times. In the Batman last... Who Laughs is not um, not DC. Hulk is Marvel. Oh, my bad. I just was thinking comics and just thought DC for something. I don't know. But yeah, DC. We're all moving on to DC. Yeah. <laughs> um, the Batman Who Laughs um, is apparently, I guess they're, he, he, we've talked about it before. We did, yeah. What, what it's need, about. You need a, like a, a, a quick synopsis. Is, quick synopsis. Uh, there's a Joker virus. Yep. that goes through and infects uh, a Batman. The, the as a, a Batman. So the core concept is Batman and Superman agree on basically only really one thing, and that the way that they solve crimes is to never lower themselves to what the villains do. Yeah. Right. Superman can kill people left and right, but he doesn't. Batman can I don't know break backs and stuff but he doesn't he like he doesn't do that stuff he always like you know tries to imprison them and i don't know basically that's the one thing i've uh i have admired about the batman series is the batman and the joker which is arguably his greatest villain yeah um the joker the only thing the joker wants is to be killed by batman that's what he wants to prove that the bat can be broken that the batman can be made into a yes a thing is, and the yeah. only thing that batman wants is to not kill anybody if he doesn't have to so the Batman who laughs is in an alternate universe where the Batman finally has had enough. He kills the Joker and is part of a trap. The Joker in his, in his blood had injected a, um, a virus that infects the Batman. And it turns the Batman into this Joker Batman. And <laughs> um, this... Uh, it's, it starts with Batman, I guess it's just metal, maybe Batman metal. And you see how, um, in different universes, Batman evil, I, I don't know, the evil Batman with the Batman who laughs virus takes the green lantern ring. And so that's a character. There's also a Batman who takes the flash, uh, power. So that's, it's all this like Joker plus Batman plus, a different superpower, a superpowered thing. <laughs> it's really crazy. The characters, the art is super cool, whatever. But that has gone on. And now in the first issue of the new Batman Superman series, which they keep releasing, like, and they keep calling it the same thing. So if you look for Batman Superman, you're going to find a hundred things. Yeah. Batman. You're going to see a bunch of them, but the 2019 
Batman Superman number one shows how the Batman who laughs takes out the entire Justice League. We have a link in the show notes to where you can go get it, but it is crazy. Like the Batman, he kills Mr. Mr. Plastic. He strangles Wonder Woman with her own lasso. He, uh, he pumps in kryptonite into the air ducts of the Justice League space station so that when Superman, who hears the Justice League distress call, shows up, he like just starts like spewing out his, uh, his lungs yeah. because he's breathing in all this stuff. I don't know. It's, it's super crazy. It's like the second page of this comic. <laughs> um, and then things just get crazier from there. Yeah. So, um, oh man, the, the end... The end is so crazy. Batman and Superman are trying to find out who has been infected by the virus. And they realize that the Batman who laughs might have infected anybody. He has information on everybody. He's, he's ca- crossed into the main universe. Yeah, yeah. And now Batman's worried Superman's been infected. And he's like, what would I like? Maybe I should just kill you now. That's what he's kind of thinking. He's like, maybe he should just like the real Batman should maybe kill the real Superman because maybe he's been infected. Anybody could be infected. Um, it gets real nuts, real yeah, crazy. I think it's going to be, I want to read it, but I'm going to wait till the trade comes out. Sure. So uh, I can just read it all in one city. Yeah. Sounds good. Um, this is <laughs> some, some contention between uh, <laughs> Rich and I, the Berlanti verse or otherwise known as the Arrowverse. Just I, according to Berlanti. I, if I was Berlanti, I want to be called the Berlantiverse. I'm but, just saying. But they don't. They call it the Arrowverse. So. Um, they're doing an interesting, uh, an interesting thing here. They're starting a new audio format. Yeah. So they're going to start with The Flash as, you know, well. And I think this is perfect for the people who listen to this podcast. Obviously, yeah. people enjoy the spoken word who are listening to this podcast. And that's what the series is. There, uh, if you like the flash show, but you, flash shows, but you can't watch it, maybe you can listen to this uh, flash novel told in eight parts. Yeah, I mean, because you definitely should not be watching TV while you're driving, but you can listen while you're driving. So, yeah, the audio version could work for you. If, is uh, it is it tied to, or is it the exact same thing as? Do we know if it's the same thing as the Arrowverse, or is it like it that? is set in the Arrowverse? I believe it's canon. Okay. Just like the novels set in the Arrowverse are also canon, which is super cool. There's also going to be an Arrow series and a Supergirl series. This is all from a a audio production company called Cereal Box. Not like breakfast cereal, but... But like Cereal Killer? Yes. <laughs> I had to think about that. I was like, yes. I think so. <laughs> all right. Um, up next, we are getting our first DLC for Marvel's Ultimate Alliance. And you guys have been playing it, right? We have um, Curse of the Vampire. I'm assuming that's Blade. It is. It's Blade. It's, um, man, who's the vampire from Marvel? Um, starts with the letter M. He's the main villain for Blade. Uh, yeah. We. Uh, oh, my God. Yeah, I know. We, we talked about it with uh, Morbius. Or yes, Morbius. What the, you just <laughs> how said? How do I know that? What? How do you know that? <laughs> What's going on here, guys? So yes, it's Morbius. Okay, now now there's some shenanigans going yeah, our, on because our, David our... cautioned us before the show. The one thing he doesn't know about is all the comic stuff. <laughs> our street credit's been revoked. <laughs> we don't have it anymore. Uh-huh. It also has the Punisher, and I don't know why. I guess he had to throw him somewhere. And I, I guess he care. fits here. Or whatever, throw him. I in. don't care. I don't. I think he's a boring character, but whatever. I really don't like the Punisher. Yeah, I don't I've either. never been interested in it. I never watched the, like of all of the uh, shows. Wait, you didn't watch the Netflix I, show? I didn't watch the Netflix. It was show. amazing. I just wasn't interested in it. 
You, you're an ex-military person, but you yeah. never got deployed? No. Yeah, so it's the Punisher series on Netflix really explores this like soldier coming back from Afghanistan, suffering PTSD. It's super cool. Um, you know, Leiden, Leiden got deployed twice. So we just, we, we have a lot of military people. My yeah. girlfriend's, um, she's a military brat. So I don't know. Uh, I think it's I'll super cool. I'll probably end up watching it eventually. Yeah. I, I mean, I have to. It's There's really good. Shows I still got to catch up. Even I, though I don't like the character, the show itself <laughs> is actually pretty good. I still got to um, finish uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. because it's ending. So we need to finish that. But yeah, um, so Blade's coming. I think if you, if I remember correctly, if you bought the... Um, Deluxe edition or whatever it was, you already have Blade. I no, think we you, got Deadpool. You, oh, that's right, you got Deadpool. We oh, got so, Deadpool. I, but um, I do believe if you have the deluxe edition, you get Blade free or the DLC free because that's how they've been doing. Maybe it. the deluxe edition comes with the first the year, season pass. Season pass, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So go get Blade because I mean the game's good. I what do I say about it? The game's good. It's it's, <laughs> it's super fun. Um. So this is funny. So Dave Bautista is finally getting his wish, kind of. Uh, he has wanted to be in the Gears of War movie for the longest time because he, he's a very huge fan of Gears of War. Uh, they're not making the Gears of War. Well, I mean, they still might be making the Gears of War movie, but he's not been slated to be in it. I don't know what's up with Marvel Studios. I mean, uh, uh, Microsoft Studios. They've been trying to make all their shows in the movies for years. And it just hasn't gone anywhere. Uh, but... At the same time, still waiting on the um, Halo movie. I think they keep pulling the trigger because they're like, "This is going to be garbage," and they're not going to like <laughs> right. do it unless yeah. it's amazing. Um, so he wasn't slated to be in the Gears of War movie. I think this is a better one. He's actually a playable character in Gears Five. So they but just is he? The, <laughs> this is uh, this is where my point of contention was. So Dave Bautista, whose last name is spelled B A U. T-I-S-T-A. Very Filipino name. Very like Filipino. Yeah. Um, the character, when they revealed it, it was B-A-T-I-S-T-A. There's no U. And I was confused because, I mean, you are you are literally linking Dave Batista's Twitter and stuff. His, his name is there. His, his own Twitter account posted this trailer for his character with a possible misspelling of his name. But <laughs> it, as it turns out, I guess that's how Batista spells his wrestling persona's name. Is without the U. So now I'm just really confused. I, <laughs> that's bad SEO right there. Yeah, right? Like that. <laughs> what, what did you say? Like the autocorrect tried to fix your spelling or the Google correct tried to fix your spelling, but it did it fix it to be without the U or with the U? No, I, that was not Google. I just, I just know how to spell Batista's last name. Because oh, apparently you don't. <laughs> because I've, I've, you know, I've looked him up before because of him being Drax and all this other stuff. And he's been in a few other movies that I've liked. So I, you know, I, I know his name off the top of my head and that's not how you spell it. And it's, what's funny is when you type in Bautista with a U, you get his, his like Wikipedia page of him, Dave Bautista. But you can also type it in without the U and get his wrestling persona and his Wikipedia page. So I don't even know anymore. So it's like you play the game, you get his character but his wrestling character. But not. you don't get him. <laughs> I don't even it's know. Weird. I don't know. I don't but know. all that aside, I mean, he, he got part of his wish. He wanted to be in the movie, but he's in the game, which I think is a even bigger step up for him because he likes Gears so much. 
they were just like, we're just going to make you a character. So he wouldn't be yeah. a good pick for the, uh, for that character. But I mean, it would be a terrible movie regardless. <laughs> I just don't I, see that. I have never liked gears. Yeah. I've never been interested in the, no? it's no, the story is so good. The, the... Yeah, you kill bugs. It's, I mean, super troopers exist. I'm not super troopers. Um, Starship Troopers? Starship Troopers. Super Troopers is a different movie. I mean, it's the same thing, right? Just less chainsaws? Um, <laughs> it's like Starship Troopers movie, like the third movie. Okay. With uh, brain bugs. <laughs> and no. I love Starship Troopers, yeah, yeah. and I love Gears of War, so I probably just like things like this. But I guess if you're, if you're into alien planets with fighting um, local flora that kind of reminds you of bugs, then <laughs> this niche this thing... This is for you. <laughs> this is for me and people like you. There are people like me, so... Uh, yeah, all right. all right. Still cool. He got, you know... I'm just waiting for The Rock to be announced in something. Because, you know, he's done everything else in 17 movies this year. Why not do 14 more video yeah. games, you know? <laughs> just put him in there for everything. Um, if you're listening to the podcast the day it comes out, uh, Final Fantasy Seven or Seven. Wow, Final Fantasy Eight Remastered is already out, and I'm excited because it was the the missing link on the PS4 for some reason. They have all the other remasters or all of the other ways to get the versions of every other older Final Fantasy game, except for Eight. I don't know why Eight was just left up the list, but it was. But Seven isn't finished being remastered yet. That's a different thing. Like there is a Final Fantasy VII remastered oh, out okay. now on PlayStation, but Final Fantasy VII remake is oh, what's remake. coming. Oh, <laughs> remake! Right, right. <laughs> because you know we have to have seven, you know, ten different names for something. But um, the graphics have been um, wholly increased, like a lot. So it looks way better now. Um, Are you gonna buy them? Oh, I'm definitely buying it as soon as I get home. Get your girlfriend to play them. Yeah, she said that she wants to play Final Fantasy, but the only way she's gonna play is if she plays it in the order she wants, and she wants to start with Final Fantasy VIII because she likes the characters, even though she doesn't know anything about them. But that's a that's a fair reason. That's to fair. Play Final Fantasy. So it's, I was it's like, the characters. I was it's, like, then let's get you into this game now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but the re- the thing I wanted to point out about this is this remaster is different from Final Fantasy VII's in in some ways. They have the same thing back where you can play the game at times three speed, so you can get through the games faster. They have it so you heal after every. Is that times three experience? Times three speed. You just you're moving quick. I actually like that idea. That yeah. sounds cool. Yeah. So you can go through like the battles and everything. Just it's done. It's done. It's done. Go 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 go. Um, you can get your overdrives or limit breaks or whatever you want to call mm-hmm. them based on which whatever when you're playing. Um, anytime you want, you can just hit a button and turn it on. So it's kind of like a cheat code because yeah, yeah. it's a thing that they added in. And you can do all these things. But it's like a really, 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 really long like TV show movie thing. Yeah. So. yeah. But the difference was in the 7 remaster, they didn't mm-hmm. do anything for the graphics at all. It's still the same game. They just added these features in. Okay. The Final Fantasy VIII remaster, they bumped up the graphics a lot. And they added these features in. Okay. And if I may say, they have Tetra Master, which is one of the greatest uh, sub games for any Final Fantasy game <laughs> ever. It's a stupid little card game where you... Tetra, it, it is good. Actually. I love Tetra Master. <laughs> but yeah, I, it came out, um, I think, September 3rd. And that's, what, today? Yeah, it's today. So it's out now. Go play it. Um, let us know. There's, <laughs> There's been a meme. Actually, it was a meme, a cosplay, a joke. It's just everything now. Where Renoa walks up and says, you're the, uh, you're the best looking guy at this party. And they use the, the old polygonal era uh, graphics. Some guy had a cosplay with, a mask that just had pixels as his thing. instead of like a face 
it was just pixels and it was like you're the best looking guy at this party and i was like how do you even know you can't even see a face to this but everybody's maybe making fun of that yeah, yeah. that scene it's better now because the graphics are yeah better uh speaking of playstation that's what it's on go get it on playstation well i think it's on everything actually i think it came out on everything today um but on playstation um we always get free games every month and uh september is no different we got games this month they are way better than the last two months have been. Honestly, it's probably some of the best yeah. that I've seen. Um, this week, this month's free games are Batman Arkham Knight. And even though I'm not a Batman fan, the Arkham games are great. They're, they are amazing. They are great. They're e- even Arkham Knight. Honestly, like even though it didn't play very well on some people's machines, yeah, it played great on my machine, so I didn't <laughs> care. I was like, this is a great game. Well, this is the basis of what Spider-Man was built off, that whole, yeah. the whole thing. And then uh, Darksiders 3. And the entire Dark Side of franchise has been amazing, so you can't go wrong with those two games. It's better than a racing game and a uh, football game. And by football, I mean soccer. <laughs> so I'm excited to go download free games tonight that are actually good. I just add them, even though I never install them. Or <laughs> that's download. what I do, too. Yeah, that's yeah. the one thing I always suggest, because you never know. A year from now, you're like, you know what? I did want to play this game. Oh, I have it. It's in my library. There you go. Mm-hmm. I'm done. It's like, the same thing with the Steam library. Like if I break a leg or something and all I can do is like sit in a chair. Like, there you go. All yeah, right. You got a hundred games to play now. <laughs> um, we wanted to also throw out some reviews real quick. I told you we we're going to get to it. So we have finished two uh, series. One was critically acclaimed and everybody knew about it. And the other, I think, was just ones that people may have found by browsing Netflix like I did. Uh, yeah, we, they didn't promote Wu Assassins. They did like, not. Um but it's great. Woo Assassins is freaking amazing. David, have you have you seen Woo Assassins or The Boys? Uh, I have not seen The Boys at all. Woo Assassins I've seen a little bit of because okay. my dad was watching it at work, so I just kind of saw it in the background. <laughs> but uh, it seemed good. The the only way I can really explain Woo Assassins without trying to like undermine it, I guess, is it's a very campy, supernatural-esque type martial arts movie or martial arts series. But it's adult. It's not like a child, like, ha-ha, funny thing. It's like they're swearing, they're screaming motherfucker at somebody and chopping people's heads off and stuff. But there's also wood magic and metal magic. I, I mean, I feel like it's a, uh, a supernatural version of Kiss of the Dragon, which is like a 1992... Um, Jet Li movie? Jet Li movie yeah. set in France. I can see that. Um it's so a lot of people said that this is Wu Assassins is what they wanted um Iron Fist to be. Okay. Yeah. And the choreography and the fight scenes were just so, so good. good. It it helps that the main character is the grandson of a person who runs a uh I can't remember what the Indonesian martial art is called um dang Wu, I forgot. Yeah, it's Wushi or something like that. Yeah. But his grandfather is a, um, like runs a school and then he is a fight choreographer himself who, you know, he gets hired on movie sets just to help people do better fight scenes or whatever. So he just did it himself. So yeah, he did it himself. Is it, is it Wuxing? Because that's what they're Wuxing. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. All the stuff. So, um, that's, that's the Indonesian popular martial art form in that whole area. Yeah. Not just Indonesia. Um, it's, there's a style of martial arts in movies in like the early 2000s, late 1990s that Wu Assassins uses that 
people have fallen in love with. They like how fast it looks. It looks super, yeah. super there's, fast. There's shaky camera stuff too, but not to the point where I hate it. Like there's some points where I was like, what's, what's going? Oh, okay. I saw it. There's some shaky camera, like martial arts movies where I'm like, I didn't see the entire fight. What just happened? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But this one, you can, you can follow everything. And there's a lot of, you know, bone breaking and flipping and a lot yeah. of like judo type stuff. I know it's whooshing, but. So I, I've been watching martial art movies since, um, since the seventies. And I, uh, I, I do love assassins and I did love kiss of the dragon. I do love that style mm-hmm. of, of martial arts super fast. Um, yeah, I, I just, I really enjoy it. I do think it's a discredit to Iron Fist to compare Wu Assassins to it because the Netflix Marvel shows each were a, like a homage to a style of cinematography from a particular decade. Mm-hmm. And they, they very intentionally recreated Daredevil as a 1980s fighting movie, like a Steven Seagal kind of fighting yeah. movie kind of thing. Um, and they did a great job and people loved it. And then they put uh, Luke Cage in like Harlem, um, like black exploitation kind yeah. of like shows. And people loved it, like the sound, the music, and just like the, the emotional feel. And then Iron Fist, they set it into a 1970s Hong Kong style. And people absolutely hated it because they were like, what is this crappy Kung Fu? Like, why doesn't it look like this other style? And I was like, okay. Uh, apparently people that aren't like that don't appreciate um i guess the time periods like the time periods they don't get it maybe maybe people didn't understand that luke cage was not this like innovative new thing it wasn't it it wasn't it was like it was very intentionally like this older style in in uh daredevil uh, uh daredevil too but um what's funny though is yeah whatever david Tennant is in um Jessica Jones. Yeah. So, and David Tennant is my favorite doctor from Doctor Who. And I knew going into Jessica Jones, I was going to like Jessica Jones a lot. Yeah. But I still think at the top of my list for the four series, it, it still is uh, Luke Cage. I that love That series Cage. was so good. Jessica Jones was, was like, they started off saying this is going to be like a noir kind of show. And I love noir. It, but then it very quickly like went off the rails. And, <laughs> and I think the director just realized that um, he had to sacrifice the dedication to this style of show in order to make a better show. Yeah. And, and he did a good job. Uh, Iron Fist, obviously, he should have just said, you know what? We'll, this ain't going to work. This is not going to work. People uh, don't like to it. To be fair, it did get much better in season two. Yeah. It did. It did, yeah. But Wu Assassins, absolutely great show if you like um, great martial arts. Important thing is that um, it's easy to get confused between the um, spiritual types in Wu Assassins and uh, European elements, right? European elements is fire, water, earth, air. Yeah. But uh, Asia doesn't have those. Asia has, it was, well, in Wu Assassins, it was fire, wood, metal, air, and water. Yeah. And that's that's pretty normal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I also liked the, I guess if you want to call it the cliffhanger at the very end, where you think everything's done and you're just like, what? Yeah, but I liked it. I I did enjoy it. To to me though, when I see that, I don't think of that as a cliffhanger. I just feel like a continuation. Um, kind yeah, of? it's kind of like, hey, the end of this show is not going to be that there's no more magic. The end of this show is that hey, there's still magic in this like world, 
But I see no reason to see season two of Assassins, and I don't think it, I, I just don't I'm think it'll be it. good. I, I, I mean, I'll watch it, but I don't think it's gonna be good. <laughs> I really liked. I guess you could say the overarching bad guy. Which going into it, I thought I knew who the bad guy was gonna be, and I was way off. Wait, did you like the original bad guy or the final bad guy? The final bad guy, because I thought the original, like going into it, you think Uncle yeah. Six is gonna be the bad guy, yeah. and you find out very quickly he's not. Yeah, and then you find out I forgot what his name. And he was, was a great, he was great awesome. actor, man. He is so good. But the Irish, like, just came out. It was just like just watching it. I was just like, he's oh, it's so pretty good. sure he's Scottish. Scottish, sorry, the same thing. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> They're not. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the Scottish. Sorry, uh, the accent was what was killing me. But like, it wasn't just the accent. It was when they went to his, like, his period. Yeah, everything matched to what it would look like if you were, you know, in that era. It, it was in the woods in his in his base camp. Yeah, but that's what it would have been like if you were in the 1500s and you were him, Be- because they didn't show a village or anything. <laughs> I know, like it's, it was cool. The, they don't have like that's what I liked about. It. There was no village that this guy came from. There the, was no background. the middle of those woods could have as easily have been 2019, 2040. Yeah. Or or the year five hundred. I guess what I'm liking is there there was no base camp, there was no uh, lineage that he came from. It was just a guy that was picked in the woods, and that was yeah. It. That's fair. Uh, I thought he was okay. I to be fair, I I just thought that he um, was a very kind of mediocre character. I mean, he has this he has this thing where he's trying to he's trying to go back in time to save his wife and kid uh-huh. because ultimately I kind of feel like he's a little bit maybe atheist. Like I feel like he doesn't believe that he can, um, he can ever see them again, which presumably if he just let, like if he believed in afterlife afterlife and obviously there's spirits and things. So yeah. you should kind of believe in it. The yin yin was like the first six episodes, but, um, he, if he had just let the Wu assassin kill him, then he would have gone on presumably <laughs> to go be with his yeah. wife and kid. But instead he wanted to like go back in time into the 1500s so that he could save his wife and kid, which I guess is an, is a thing, but I just, I don't know. I, I thought his motivations for possibly destroying the entire universe was like not great it because was, surely was, they yeah. would suffer when the universe yeah. fall, fell apart yeah, they, too. They would have. Um, it, it was good though. I, 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 I a great it. show. I just the ultimate mega villain. Eh, I <laughs> it kind of fell out. The last episode was oh, not as great. The uh, Waterloo too. Um, did not expect her to come back in a TV show in a while. Yeah, and I was just like, holy shit, she's in here. Okay, uh, what's her name? Uh, can I remember the girl from Firefly? I I forgot. It was uh, River Tam. But what's her real? Oh, Summer Summer Glau. Summer Glau, yeah, yep. It was awesome. She's the she, water. She room. didn't get enough time. She Honestly, didn't. I felt like they could have had just season one told over a three part Wu Assassin show, and I kind of thought they were. I thought that each season they would kill one Wu. Yeah, and they instead did. the Wu Assassin <laughs> assassinates a bunch of Wu. So <laughs> I was like, okay, uh, okay, we we've, we've been on this one too long, but we yeah. got to go with the boys. So. <laughs> The boys was fucking amazing. I'm sure they're going to win awards. They, they, they really like, um, in, in a time where I don't, I mean, we don't really know if comic book movies are at their peak. What do you think, David? Do you think the comic book movies are at their peak or is there still like a higher cliff for them to climb? 
I kind of feel like they are. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's so hard to say though, because I mean, who knew that we would really be here <laughs> 10 years ago, you know, but I mean, yeah, I kind of think that they are. I, I agree just because I don't think there's, there's just not that many more audiences to penetrate Yeah. at this the, point. The only thing they can do now is they had a 10 year culmination event for a movie that everybody was excited about. Yeah. The only way they can beat that now is we'll do 20 years this time. That doesn't make any <laughs> it sense. It doesn't make it any better. Yeah, I don't know yeah. how they're going to uh, get everybody on board with whatever is left. I mean, obviously, there's a million characters and a million stories yeah. to tell with this whole thing. But yeah, I don't know if they're all going to connect as much as these main characters were. The, the big thing that I'm seeing signs of is there's a lot of comic book movies or su- I guess superhero movies. I'm not sure. I'm not really sure how to describe them. I guess superhero movies that are being set in alternate genres. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the only thing they can do. I, somebody, somebody in my extended social media friend group was like, isn't there enough? Like they, they're like, they enjoy the comic book movies, but they only want to see one or two a year period. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Wait a minute, in 2018, almost 30 romantic comedies came out. And if that's, if that's the case every year, which I'm pretty sure it is, um, then it seems to me like we need at least 20 comic book movies every single year forever. The next 100 <laughs> years should be that many because to like, there's no limit to the number of genres that comic book characters can be applied to. And for some of us, we think it just makes every genre better than that genre without comic book characters. So (laughs) like, Oh, horror. Okay, great. Then we're going to have Dr. Strange as a horror movie. Okay. Uh, noir. Okay, great. Let's, let's explore some of these characters in these universes, but in noir. You want any, Ro- anything. Romantic, romantic comedy. Romantic like, comedies. Uh, <laughs> there are tons of romantic comedy comic book characters. So um, if, you, if you just assume that comic book characters are not restricted to action movies, then it opens up this world of many, many different yeah. types of comic book movies. And it's just another, it's just like another mega genre that subgenres are like become attached to. But so the boys, <laughs> the boys. So all that leads to the boys. This may be the most perfectly timed show. Yes. Of this kind of cynical view of what would professional athletes be if they had superpowers. And that's the boys. What would I think this is answering the question. What would a human be if they were a superhero, but they were also just human? Yeah. Just, just normal people. They were just normal that's why people. I say professional yeah. athletes, right? Yeah. These are these are young young people with far too much money and far too much physical power, and that's how you get these stories that yep. are often suppressed out of Las Vegas and stuff that maybe <laughs> the rest of the world doesn't hear about because people do their job really well. But um, <laughs> these people are uh, on the boxes of cereal boxes as good American heroes um, because they make a hundred and something million dollars on a football team. Yeah. And yet, not all of them are the poster child of goodness that they would, you know, you'd hope they would be. Yep. And the boys, these uh, these super powered people, have marketing teams that try to market them as, I guess, American pie or apple pie American heroes. Yeah. 
But the reality is, is after they're done being a hero, they're dirt bags. They're dirt bags. <laughs> they are huge dirt bags. But they're still, but they're still, um, real people with real concerns. Yeah. Right. So that, I, think I think that's think, important. They're not just dirt bags. It's not like they're like two dimensional characters. Yeah. I, I don't think they would have nailed it as much if they didn't have Starlight as a character. If Starlight wasn't there, I don't think that you know we would have seen they have human problems like we do. But Starlight was definitely like she. Starlight is a the newest member of the the seven. fake the seven, which is their version of the Justice League, and she still thinks that she was recruited into an organization of heroes where she's going to do good, or not. She's going to save the world. Yep. She's going to be a true true hero. And nope, no, <laughs> um, that's not what it was at all. Yeah. Um, I would like to point out of all the cliffhangers or all the continuations or whatever you want to call it, the boys had probably the craziest one I've seen yet in my 33 years of existence because the end part with, um, butcher and in Homelander and stuff, what everybody was hoping for just, it derailed and you just like left it in shock. Like what is going on right now? And then they, of course they end it. And to me, the boys ending was a true like cliffhanger. Like yeah. now you really want to know if they left it there and didn't do a sequel, some people would be angry. Yeah. And to me, that's the difference. Whereas with Wu Assassins, you don't, you don't really care what happens yeah. next. You want to know if you like the characters. Yeah. But in the boys, it is a true cliffhanger. You really, you want to know how are they going to like get out of this? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then before we start the interview, we just wanted to throw this out there. We did actually confirm um, Disney Plus will be on Hulu, obviously, um, as the add-on. But if you're watching anything Disney on the Disney Plus add-on through Hulu, you're not going to get commercials. And you don't have to pay extra for the commercial blocker portion that yeah. Hulu... I always paid extra. Yeah. So, uh... I always thought it was stupid because Hulu started off as a free streaming service mm-hmm. that had commercials. Yeah. And then you can pay to not get commercials. And then they changed it to where you can pay more to not get commercials, but it was still technically a free streaming service. So what's this first tier that I'm paying for then? What am I getting? Well, I think that if you compare the price of $9 a month for so many different shows from so many different channels versus a cable subscription for like 60 bucks, it's a pretty good deal. Yeah. And you pay 60. I mean, I... I mean, you you need to go back in time to the '80s and say, "Hey, why am I paying for cable and still having to watch commercials?" Yeah, that's, that's a bigger question. But there will be no commercials on Disney. Yeah, uh, there will also be no rated R content on Disney. So, no Deadpool. Nope, no Deadpool on not on Disney Plus at least. Where's it going to go? It'll probably come to the movie theater as a movie because they'll still probably do that. But yeah, they've already confirmed that they will never do. Unless something happens in the next coming years where people want something that they said that they can't do. But for the time being, they said they're not doing any R-rated the, stuff. That's my only thing about Disney. And I, I'm glad that they officially said that they would do Deadpool. But uh, I don't know. It makes me sad. I just, I just, real, it really bothers me how much Christian America um, is so scared of so many different random things yeah. and how it's infected um, what is now the biggest media powerhouse of, of the world. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well. Mm-hmm. All right. So if you guys are here to uh, listen to David, we got, we got some questions for him now. So David, you are a composer. I know we've gone over that. Uh, <laughs> that's not a surprise if you are, made it this far. 
what, what what stuff would you say that you've done? Like what you've done movies? Yeah, I, I've composed music for a bunch of films, uh, tons of short films, and then also web series, commercials. Uh, I've had music played on TV. I put out albums of music. Uh, so all kinds of different music. Have you done any video games? I have done a few video games, uh, mostly uh, mostly phone games and, okay. and web games and stuff like that. I was going to say, uh, it probably if you said mobile or phone games, it's probably something that I've never played. But then right. I realized I've played every phone game imaginable so <laughs> it probably is something i heard it's possible <laughs> uh i guess i wanted to know like because you talk about a lot um you have a lot of film credits mm-hmm. um but you said you've only had a few uh video game uh composing credits yeah what is your what's your thoughts on video composing in video games do you think video games need it yeah, I mean, video games absolutely as much as anything need music. I, I think mostly the reasons that I haven't done more are just the opportunities haven't presented themselves. I, I tend to, I guess, uh, float in the circles of filmmakers and stuff like that. So that's where I end up getting a lot of word of mouth and all that kind of thing uh, for referrals for gigs. But um, but yeah, I mean, composing for games is fun too. It I also have found um, if I started, I don't remember exactly over the last 20 years of composing how many times I started on a game, uh, but out of all those times, like only half of those games ever got finished, you know, money runs out and like, and it's like, oh, this is really cool game. It's actually like a pretty sweet, fun game. It's got like great graphics. It's got cool levels, great gameplay, and they just never finish the game. Yeah. It never comes out. So it's a tough industry, you know. And so, you- so what is the process like? Um, how how do you know how long to make the tracks? How you know what what is just the process in general of you want to make a a soundtrack for a video game? Mm-hmm. I think it, it, you know, every project's going to be a little bit different, but uh, a lot of the times with the the kind of games that I was working with, usually they were either loop based things where I'd you know make a cool loop that that fits the style and maybe uh, provide a few variations on it, um, or if the developer wanted to put a little extra work in, which was always cool, I could. Uh, you know, I could I could get them stems of everything, mm-hmm. so that way, you know, based on what's happening in the game, things could build and 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 fall based on, you know, the the excitement level of the level and the action happening, and it still is my composition, which is really cool when you know we could put it together that way. And, uh, but but yeah, I mean, it really does come down to the specific project, just like in a film. I like it. That's that's awesome. I've always wondered how you sit there and. Like, have you, what was your, do you have an idea of what your longest track or what your longest thing project would have been? Like, have you made like a 30 minute song or have you made like a 30 second short blip? Well, I have scored uh, some feature length films. Um, I, I scored a, a feature called I Did that's available out there. It's a drama. Um, and I did some music for some other features. I scored an entire like two hour feature that never came out. That's always <laughs> annoying when that happens. But but uh, and then I, I've done, like I said, music for films where it's like, you know, maybe half of the music is my music or whatever. And okay. those those are also, you know, feature lengths. Uh, but as far as like, uh, films where it's like all my music, most of them are in like the, like the 30 minute range, 15, 30 minute, like those kind of short films and stuff like that. I'd say I've probably done 
God, close to like 50 of them over the Jeez. years. You know, it's crazy. But And those yeah. have music playing basically from beginning to end. Yeah, it, it depends on the project because, you know, one of the most important things I always say, you know, as a composer is knowing when silence is really the most important thing because, I mean, it, it really can either, if it's a tension, you know, scene, yeah. it, you know, you don't really want music playing the whole time. <laughs> Some you know? harp going when someone's about to get shot. Or yeah, something. exactly. <laughs> you know, and I, and I love when the filmmaker is open to, you know, my suggestion because I, you know, I do pay attention to that kind of thing. Yeah. And I, I like to think I can bring a little uh, insight into what will work. So who would you say is your favorite composer that is not John Williams? <laughs> not John Williams. <laughs> uh, well, I, I really love Clint Mansell. He's one of my favorite okay. composers. Uh, Requiem for a Dream and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I, I also, I mean, I could totally go for like Thomas Newman style. Uh, recently, uh, I, I really loved um, Lauren Balfe's most recent version of the mission mission impossible okay, score yeah, yeah, yeah. i i think it's like the best version of that that like theme ever i mean i i actually saw that movie in the theater three times and every time i was just like just tapping away you know i'm you know just to that beat it's just so good it's funny you can i even end game like avengers end game had a very specific um I, I mean it's like a very specific soundtrack you'll know if you're watching end game just by listening to the music but there's a there's a specific part in the score where you're like that that is endgame it's not any other movie that is specifically it's endgame mm-hmm. um i think it happened once or twice like uh once during the fight scene obviously i don't know it's just it's cool when you're like you can just hear that and like oh i know i know what it is do you, do you have a signature do you think people can identify you when uh when they hear your work uh i would say maybe really? uh yeah i mean i i do tend to gravitate towards darker stuff um i i, I do a lot of uh like Scores that that kind of blend uh, electronica elements with like ambient and with classic film score and like like just like a meshing of all of it, but almost always I tend to work on dark projects, whether that be uh, horror or mystery or or drama or you know anything like that. Uh, so I, I think that when things get dark and have a little bit of that electronica flourish, you know, it probably starts to sound like me. Yeah, nice. I think I mean like John Williams, you can. You can hear a John Williams track and just be like, yep, that's him. Oh, yeah, and absolutely. Not even know who he was. Sure. I think the, uh, like, a great soundtrack, you you can listen to it later and you can remember what you kind of were watching when yeah. you heard that sound, mm-hmm. right? So then, so that's great. That uh, The composer did a great job. If you can identify the movie based off of hearing it, like, months or years later. Mm-hmm. But then there's this other thing of, like, well, sometimes, uh, and I think John Williams is a, is a case of where like a lot of times you, you can be like, that's John Williams. Mm-hmm. You know who he is, but then sometimes you can't recognize the movie because, because you've heard him in so many different <laughs> movies. Mm. He, he and, does have a signature and you've gotten so used to his signature. You're like, Oh crap, which movie is this? And I think that it's a delicate balance of, of identify, like you, you want this signature, but you also want each project to have its own signature too. I have, I know growing up, I confused cause I, I listened to a lot of uh, soundtracks and music growing up. And I know I confused uh, Back to the Future and Indiana Jones several times because mm. they do sound similar in some aspects. Well, and another thing is, uh, you know, if you're doing your job and being a good composer, 
you know, as much as you want people to recognize the music and, and be like, oh, yeah, that music was great. Uh, your job is to service the story. Mm-hmm. And it's like you, you don't want to overpower it at any moment unless that's what needs to happen. Um, but if that's not what needs to happen, you just want to get in there and not even really be noticed. Like you don't even really realize that music is happening, but it's helping build that atmosphere and helping to tell the story. I feel like... Uh music in in scores and soundtracks and movies are the exact same as a bass player in a band. Right. Like you'd never notice him in a band, but you notice when he's not there. Unless it's tool. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. Yeah. Yeah, Like if there's no bass player, you're going to be like, what, why isn't there a bass in this? Like what happened? But when he's playing, you're like, okay, whatever. (laughs) It's just, it's weird. Interesting. Um, (laughs) we, we have a running joke in the show. So we always have to ask, uh, what what do you think uh, Paul Rudd would be a good composer? I think Paul Rudd would be amazing at anything <laughs> he does at any given time. So yes, absolutely. We we hope that just by like Beetle juicing him in, Paul Rudd will get on the show once. <laughs> we just say Paul Rudd three times and he'll just appear. Oh, that's exciting! Like, <laughs> did, did you really talk about me for a hundred episodes? <laughs> yes, we yes, did. we did. <laughs> How is that possible? You know, it's funny. Um, there was a kid who ate a picture of PewDiePie every day for like five hundred days or something like that. What does that even mean? He <laughs> ate a picture. He printed up a picture of PewDiePie's face uh, on paper and, and ate, then recorded and himself ate the eating piece of, it. Yes, and ate the piece of paper for five hundred days or some ridiculous number like that. And PewDiePie was forced to eventually to be like, "All right, I get you're out there. You've been doing this for five hundred days. You can stop now." And he said, "As soon as um, he acknowledges me, I'll stop." And so. Well, it worked out. If, uh, if that's what has to happen, <laughs> Paul Rudd, James will do it. <laughs> Wait, hey. <laughs> so what would you say your dream project is? What would your absolute like best, like the one you want to do, uh, work on the most? Um, I've always used to say uh, like a giant monster movie. I, I would love that. Um, like Gojira? I, like... Absolutely, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Any of the universal monsters? Um, I, I mean more, more along the lines of Godzilla or okay. King Kong or, uh, you know, something along those lines, just some giant monster just wrecking everything. Um, but you know, that being said lately, I, I, I think I would just more like just some real like head twisty drama, like, like real, just kind of messed up weird movie. That, that's what I'd really like to uh, score, but uh, something, something that like something I can't get out of my head for like days and weeks after. So we've t- we talked about this before, Richard, and I figured it out. I know what he's going to do next. So we've talked about the definition of kaiju on the show before. Sure. And, and that Godzilla and Mothra are kaiju. But that Clifford the Bidran dog also counts as the kaiju. So there you go. There's a horror movie waiting for you right there. Clifford I guess the technically <laughs> it's not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> By the definition of weird monster or something yeah, like that? I think it's weird uh, large monster, like weird oversized. It's not, it's not large. So it's their giant kaiju. Oh, okay. The, yeah, kaiju does not itself have a definition. It does not have a context of large, even yeah. though... Most of them are large. They are, yeah. Oh, exactly. interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Just the original definition of the word. Hmm. But Clifford the Big Red Dog, the next monster movie. I'm, I'm calling it right now. <laughs> I mean, if they can make Brightburn, the, you know, the Superman horror movie, they can, they can do a Clifford the Big Red Dog horror movie. Um. Yeah. What would you, so we, we asked what you would like to do. What would you have liked to have been on? What is a project you would have liked to have done? Like if you saw the movie and you're like, oh, I wish that was me. Mm. That, that's kind of a tough question because like part of why I like the movie is because it is what it is, yeah. you know? Um, 
But I mean, I will say like to my example of like, you know, really just messed up weird, dark movie that I loved so much. And I mean, I, I could see myself working on a movie like it would be, uh, I don't know if you guys have seen Good Time uh, from the Safdie Brothers starring Robert Pattinson. Um, this, this is the movie why I, people who are on board with Robert Pattinson being Batman, why we're on board with yeah. it because he's so freaking amazing in this movie. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's just, it, it's a crazy movie and the score is just exactly the kind of thing that, that I love to do and that I would love to like get a movie like almost if that movie is 90 minutes, I'm not sure exactly how long it is, but if it's 90 minutes, almost 90 minutes wall to wall music. And it's all within the realm of the kind of thing that I love to do. Yeah. So I, w- I would love to work on something like that. That's also is just impressive and that I absolutely cannot stop thinking about for like, it's been almost two years now since it came out. So since you brought up Glitter Batman. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> I knew you had to mention at least once. <laughs> um, I, I agree that he can be a good Batman, actually. Totally. Totally on board. He can be, he, he can be a good casting role. But what is your thoughts on the mess that is keeping the same Aquaman and Wonder Woman, but then not just replacing Batman's actor, but literally replacing him with like a much, much younger Batman. If my buddy Chad is listening right now, cover your ears. Um, (laughs) But the entire DC thing is a complete disaster, you know? And so I, I, I can't I can't say anything good about, about what they're doing. All I know is that I will I will watch him do anything because he's so freaking he's seriously one of my favorite actors working right now. And but yes, the whole behind the scenes and what they're even doing as far as continuity and mm-hmm. sequels and I have no clue. It just seems like a mess. What do you feel about Suicide Squad? They're packing it with amazing actors. Oh my god, I cannot believe we forgot something. Which, we forgot something. I yeah, every, every, the whole universe knows at this point. You can talk about it. That's fine. Wait, do you... No, there was another actor that was just cast I know. today. I already know, just like everybody in the world knows, but that's fine. <laughs> um, it's pretty amazing. Peter Capaldi is going to be on Suicide yeah. Squad, apparently. The 12th Doctor. Yeah. So now we have Taika Waititi, Doctor Who, and James... I don't even know what's going on with this movie anymore. It has to be crazy because I mean I I'm sorry I hate that movie so much the first one I <laughs> the mean big light so in the much. sky isn't that all you need to make a billion dollar movie oh my god Just big light in the sky that movie is so bad but I mean <laughs> I guess to make it this new one worth watching I guess you got to put as much in as possible I mean what else can you do that's true but why are they putting the same Harley in yeah I don't it, know it's it, it's a disaster it's absolutely a disaster it makes no sense it's the the thing that confuses uh rich and I the most is the fact that it's not a sequel it's not a reboot they're just calling it suicide squad and pretending like the first one never happened it's so weird it's, it's so weird strangest thing. <laughs> how can they get away with it like I, they'll just erase the other suicide squad from existence like from your memory and be like replace it with this but i don't know watch ben affleck show up in it (laughs) (laughs) throw everybody off (laughs) okay so what's a what's a day in the life of work like for you like how do you like do you sit at a computer do you sit at a desk you Uh know piano like what what's it like well first i i I work at my family's record store wax tracks records here in las vegas then I finally get home and get to work on whatever it is I'm working on, whether that be music or podcasting or whatever. But um, but if I'm working on music for a film, uh, I I 
I sit down, I lock the door, and first, if I'm just getting started, like just fresh, I usually watch the thing first with, with nothing but a, you know, a notepad and just make just a few little notes about what, you know, this scene needs this, this scene needs that, this, you know, just general basic ideas of what the scenes are going to need. And then once I have that, I usually like to talk to the director if it's something that's like a pretty long-term project. Yeah. If it's just a little short or something, I don't usually bother with that. I just jump right in. Um, and then uh, I just I just go to it and start trying to, like I said earlier, about how your job is to service the screen, the scene, I mean, um, and, and, and help tell that story. And that's what I do. I, I just sit there and just start putting together sounds and putting together instruments and melodies and whatnot uh, until it feels like it is properly propping up that scene in the way it needs to be done. So from what I'm understanding is that means he gets to watch the movie before the general public does. Which isn't always the best. <laughs> <laughs> You're watching it like, man, this could use some music. Oh, wait, that's my job. Okay, well, well I, to- I told you I do a lot of dark stuff yeah. in horror movies with no sound design and no script. <laughs> it's just people about- walking around doing nothing. <laughs> I didn't know? think about like, that. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, it's, you know. <laughs> um, so I-, I feel like this is an obvious a question, but I still think it needs to be asked. Do you think a good movie or a good game can be ruined by a bad soundtrack? Um, or even more particular, like, have you seen something and you're like, this would have been good, but they totally flopped. I gotta say, I don't think I've seen anything that missed the mark that bad. Uh, I, I think, I think it would be worse in a movie because uh, in a game, I could just turn the sound off and that's, just yeah, keep playing. <laughs> I mean, uh, nowadays, the last few years, the majority of my game playing has been on the Switch and with the volume off, like just while my fiance watches whatever crap TV she's watching, you know? <laughs> and so uh, so I usually don't even hear the music, to be, to be honest, with most games. Uh, but a movie, it would definitely, it would hurt a little more, but... Uh, yeah, I don't think there's ever been a movie where I was just like, oh, I would be into this if it wasn't for this crap music. Do you feel like your opinion of, I guess, what, what music should sound like in a movie or a game is matches the general public? I only ask this because, actually, we just had an article come up. I, I don't think we talked about it on the show. But I read an article a couple of days ago that Dragon Warrior 11, I think it is, or Dragon Quest 11, mm-hmm. new one that just came out was saying that the game is so good, but the music is so bad that people actually were getting upset that the music was that bad. And I went and listened to it. And while it's not the same like fanfare or whatever it is that it normally is, I didn't see a problem with it. So I was like, am I just the odd one out here? Or? I think that might be like a little bit of like a fanboy thing. Like they're probably like, there's probably specific themes that they're expecting and like, I mean, 11 games in, and I mean, that's one of the most classic role-playing game yeah. series, you know, and like, they're probably expecting some very specific things, and it didn't deliver on those specific things. Kind of like voice acting as well. Like, there's a lot mm-hmm. of times I hear these, like, uproars about, like, video game voice acting things, and I'm just like, whatever, they're just saying the words. Like, you know, it doesn't really matter. But, um, but you know, I, I think as far as whether or not I, you know, specifically... If I hear it the way the public hears it, I guess I, I think I do. I, I think I, I I hear the same thing that most people hear, and it, if it's good, it's good, you know. Yeah, we're gonna we'll we'll do it after the show. I'm curious to see what he thinks about that the song that at least the one I listened to for for Dragon Quest because I liked it, but 
like 99% of the comments I read were like, this is bullshit. This is garbage. And I'm like, wow, am I, am I wrong here? I, I, I wonder if there's a context of like, did they fire the previous composer? And right. now people are like. That's that fan thing. Yeah. It's like. They're yeah. like, they're like white knighting the <laughs> yeah. previous composer. Maybe. Who's yeah. like, I retired guys. I'm, I'm out. I didn't get fired. Like I just. Uh, maybe like the, the guy died. The it's, Snyder, it's a long time. The Snyder cut of the video game. I'm getting royalties for that theme, so don't don't cry for yeah, me. Don't, don't, <laughs> don't yeah, don't boycott the game. I need the money. Jeez. <laughs> um, so, would you have a top five songs of the soundtrack to David Rosen? Like, would you have a top five songs for your your soundtrack to your life? Mm. Uh, you mean music I've composed, or do you mean other artists? Other artists. Okay. Um, well, I mean. To do songs would be a pretty long conversation right now, so I'll just say uh, my most uh, my most listened to artists and the ones that inspire me the most are uh, like The Cure, uh, Depeche Mode, Nine Inch Nails. Uh, I'll throw Michael Jackson in there because I his music is was huge for me, oh, yeah. you know, all these years. And uh, that's one other one I could throw in there. I mean, there's so many I could Not like. Too- yeah, I love Tool. Yeah, I screw it. I've been listening to their new album like nonstop this week. So I was yeah, ask, I listened to the new album. Yet. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I I post it on Facebook. I I hate the first track on it, the title track. Okay, I think it's probably the worst song they've ever made. Maybe, and then I freaking love every single song on the album. <laughs> I mean, it's worth every year that that we've had to wait. I don't understand why that first song is so bad. It's just it's, <laughs> I I almost feel like they're doing it on purpose or something. I don't know. You never know. The Delta. It's all about that Delta. <laughs> like you're, you're brought so low. Yeah. <laughs> like exactly. You can only go up. Exactly. Well, maybe like the, yeah, maybe the, the rest of the album was good because you're like, what is this? It's seriously this, possible. What? And, and then, and then the second track, you're like, oh, yeah. okay, well this is better than the last one was. <laughs> um, I, so I guess the last question we had for you is you were on several podcasts. Mm. Um, where could we listen to you if we want to listen to you more? Yeah, for sure. Uh, well, my my main podcast that I host, Piecing It Together, uh, it's a movie podcast where I have different guests on all the time, and we take a look at a movie through the lens of what other movies inspired it. And so it's a little different take on a movie podcast, not just like a straight movie review. And uh, people seem to really be enjoying it. It's been going about a year and a half now. And uh, Piecing It Together is available anywhere you listen to podcasts and uh, on our website, piecingpod.com. And then uh, I also have a uh, like a news and culture podcast that uh, I co-host with my best friend, uh, and that's called Bird Road. Uh, it's available at birdroadpodcast.com. And I'm producing a podcast, another movie podcast with different <laughs> hosts uh, called Awesome Movie Year. And you can check that out at awesomemovieyear.com. We just do one, man. We're like, we're like, <laughs> I, I'm so, you know, <laughs> so a little side story. I, uh, I, I I don't know. I get so motivated about my show because it's I'm going to be starting to record it soon. Yeah. So I've been working on scripts and shot scripts of of the show. So then I was like, you know, I should take my board game YouTube series more seriously. So then I made a shot script and everything. <laughs> uh, I accidentally recorded a three hour, I don't know, hour and a half, two hour um, episode. It was only supposed to be like eighteen minutes long. <laughs> and uh, and so I was like, you know what? This content was fantastic. And it totally would have been good as a podcast. It just doesn't work on YouTube. Like, it can't work on YouTube. Yeah. So I'm like, you know what? I am probably going to be doing a Great Wizard Gaming 
um, podcast about board games because we can't talk about board games here. It's not in the depth and the yeah. No, we can we, we can talk about like games that are coming up yeah. and stuff that yeah. we're excited for, but I don't think anyone wants to listen to a. But yeah, three three podcasts is is a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I'm about to start producing a fourth. So, <laughs> yeah. I feel like I'm slacking. I'm, I'm just going from work <laughs> to a, a podcast once a week. And then, you know, I got the board game night Sunday and Monday here. So I basically live at Rich's house right that's now. True. <laughs> that's true. That's <laughs> true. Uh, I think that that's, is that it, Rich? Unless, uh, unless David has any more. Uh... You got anything else you want to throw out there? Well, I guess I might as well just plug real quick. Um, I have an album coming out in a couple months here. Okay. It's a uh, it's kind of like a novelty comedy album. Uh, it's called The Pup Pups, and it's uh, it's little rock songs and folk songs and stuff like that and punk songs uh, sung by my dogs, and uh, <laughs> it's absolutely ridiculous. Um, here's the album cover. I actually just got made. So my, uh, that is awesome. Oh, that's man. great. Yeah. <laughs> that's great. Uh, we'll post that in the links. In the show notes. But uh, yeah, the Pup Pups album, it's called Who Wants Din Din? And it's coming out uh, at the end of October. So That's awesome. All right, I feel like I'm going to be first in line to get that one now. Nice. Uh, is it going to be available on Spotify, you think? It yeah. will be, absolutely. Awesome. We'll be doing a uh, pre-order soon. And anybody who pre-orders the album uh, will get their pet's name in a song. So. <laughs> All right. <laughs> nice. That's, nice. That's All right. awesome. I think that's it. Um, we had a short news week and... I mean, I I really want to try to keep the the shows yeah. hour and a half. I think that's perfect. Yeah, when we did our three hour podcast, I think that was that's a wake up call. <laughs> <laughs> it's also yeah. a wake up call to put the timer in front of me that I have right here, saying yeah. we're we're probably at our time limit now. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys, we'll see you next week. Uh, same, I was gonna say same bat time, same bat channel, but I fucking hate Batman. So. <laughs> same glitter bat time, same glitter bat channel. Yes, <laughs> we'll see you guys next week. Bye bye. <laughs>